Hello and welcome to the Should I Go See a Podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me, as always, is AJ Rebecca. What's going on, Bill? Not much. Today, we are talking about Molly's Game, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, Ooh. starring Jessica Chastain. Do you have a synopsis I for us? I do. IMDb.com states that Molly's Game is the true story of Molly Bloom, an Olympic-class skier who ran the world's most exclusive high-stakes poker game and became an FBI target. Bill, mm-hmm. should I go see it? I say yes. I say yes. Not a lot of conviction. What, what about, what about I you? I gave it like it was a borderline, but if we're looking at like an every, a, a good, fun, entertaining movie to watch that anybody could see, then yeah, it, it's it's okay. I had the problems I had, which we'll go into, was mostly on Aaron Sorkin's shoulders. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad you said entertaining because I agree. I think one of the main strengths of this movie is. Uh, it is long, but it doesn't feel that way because it is paced beautifully. I mean, it moves like a freight train. It's, oh, it's, it's throughout. The whole movie is, yeah. Uh, so I love that side of it. Besides Christopher Nolan, my favorite director, besides his catalog and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Sorkin and Sorkin, his Sorkin verse, if you will, is one of my favorite topics to discuss. So I was really excited to get into this movie. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, for those who don't know, uh, really made his bones as a writer. This is his first time directing. So as a writer, he wrote such things as A Few Good Men, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, the West Wing, which is, is my favorite TV drama of all time. Uh, Steve Jobs. He did. Uh, and Social Network, which I'm probably going to mention a lot during this because I'm going to have to compare it because Social Network combo. to me is a perfect movie. Written by... Sorkin, directed by Fincher, by Fincher which is just which a knockout. Can't beat it. Uh, Sorkin also did Sports Night, uh, if you've seen that show. Yeah. He did Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Yep. And then he also did Newsroom, which was my least favorite Sorkin work. And then, then the things that, there are a couple things that bother me about Molly's Game, and those are very parallel to the things that bother me about Newsroom. So for those who also don't know about the movie itself, so Molly Bloom uh, runs her own high-stakes poker games uh, in yeah. the movie. That's she, how she makes her living. Olympic skier. Yep. She gets hurt a couple times. Mm-hmm. She's like, screw it. Moves to LA and then finds herself organizing basically a pit boss for underground poker yeah. games. And she runs them clean. Um, she does. Until sort of the mob gets involved and things like that. So the movie jumps back and forth. Uh, there are different sequences as it jumps through time where she's talking with lawyers about what's happening and then we're showing what's happening and it goes back and forth similar to social network in that it's jumping back and forth between the events that are depicted and then the legal proceedings based on those events. Yep. But it's not done quite as skillfully here. So the, 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 the thing is with Aaron Sorkin, great writer, no one's going to take that away from him, but he was directing for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I think the issues that arise in this film is that you have a great writer who now has to focus on directing. And I think that, focus shift caused a lot of the issues that you see in in the film. Yeah. There's lots of, uh, there's lots of cutting. There's lots of cutaways. The movie feels a little choppy. There's no like clear style to it. He's just a little all over the place. And I think that is him being his first time directing. I mean, one example is there is the opening sequence where we talked about her being a skier. And in that sequence, there's a lot of graphical overlays and some interesting visuals and then that goes away completely, comes back for one scene where they talk about poker, poker. in depth, and then goes away completely again. It's not a consistent motif. Um, if that whole movie was directed the way the opening scene was, I would have been captivated the entire time. Yep. It's, a, it's really well, it's really well done. Yeah, I agree. And then it kind of goes back into that like, that like social network 
dark and moody brooding thing with some comedy in it. And then it goes back to that like graphically high paced, like 21 style, yeah. that Kevin Spacey blackjack movie yep. thing. And then it goes back. And that was one of my, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, oh, but ahead. one of my biggest things is gambling movies are kind of hard to follow because unless you gamble or know what the card game is, is that it, you, you kind of hear these things going off. Mm-hmm. So, and the movie 21 came out, I don't know, a decade ago, Kevin, yeah. Kevin Spacey, but the kid who learns how to count cards, they spent a good five to 10 minutes in the movie explaining how blackjack and counting cards work. So yep. when they get into the casino, you feel like you can follow along and you feel like part of the crew. And this, they only spend maybe a minute-long montage mm-hmm. on poker that's, like, super fast that if you didn't know anything about the game, it's kind of uh, yeah. hard to follow the rest of the, the film because it's based entirely on poker and these guys' bets and gambling and stuff yeah. like that. I, I agree. I wrote that down in my notes, too, is that it, it takes some weird detours and it doesn't necessarily pick the direction it wants to go. Does it want to be all thematic? in which case it shouldn't necessarily need to get into super specifics sure. or they have the sequence where they like detail one specific hand of poker super in depth, but then they never do that again. So no. it's like, do you want to get it? Do you want to be like rounders and you want to get into the technicalities or do you want to keep it thematic? Then in that case, don't bother getting super involved. Yeah. Like kind of pick a direction. That's a good point. And I think that again has to do with Sorkin. This is Sorkin in like its purest form warts and all and there is no director to take that second pass at it or give like some checks and balances to help keep the focus and keep the tight storytelling that i'm sure fincher you know is very exacting like social network so instead he is left to his own devices to jump the timeline a bit take detours have you know random scenes uh again that doesn't affect the pacing of it i think it moves i think it's entertaining throughout it's just a little all over the place there's also like an action quote unquote scene that's supposed to be like a really intense turning point. And I think it comes across the way it's directed as, as kind of amateur. Like it just doesn't Well, I think it, feel in good. that specific scene, it felt like Sorkin was like, let's try to shoot it the way that Fincher shot that uh, a scene or two in Social Network. Yeah. And he's trying to imitate right. it someone. Doesn't, it doesn't work. And it kind of falls flat. Right. But regardless of the qualms I have, uh, the ear for dialogue that Sorkin has is still very strong, save for one scene, which we might talk about. But the dialogue is great, and that rests a lot on the performances, as all Sorkin things do, and we get a great one in Jessica Chastain. And, and I mean, he's always great, but Idris Alba is... I don't think he's that great, to be honest. Like, I don't know that Sorkin would use him again. I don't know that he has a perfect ear for Sorkin's writing, at least to me. Didn't didn't land the same way. But I think he's such a good actor that he navigated the part well and sure. could, could come across the way he needed to come across. But I would not be surprised if Sorkin writes something again for Chastain in particular or if he at least uses her more. She's so good. She's so good at it. She's absolutely captivating the entire <laughs> Yes. Like you're, you, your eyes are on her the entire movie. She's engaging and captivating and it's just an incredible. Her best, her best role since Zero Dark Thirty at least. Yep. Um, and then there's a there's another little casting bit of Michael Sarah has a small part in it uh, and he's great. He's in fantastic it also, in it, which was nice. I feel like I haven't seen him in a while, so it was great to have him pop in for that. Yeah. So I definitely I give it a yes, especially if you're a Sorkin fan. And I think even if you're not, the story is a true story and it's interesting enough. And it, again, it moves well and is entertaining for anybody. If you're a Sorkin fan, you got to see it. Any movies that you would recommend? Sure, I, I think. If you haven't seen um, Social Network, you have to. Uh, if you want more Jessica Chastain, then see um, Zero Dark Thirty, Interstellar, Mrs. Sloan or Ms. Sloan. Ms. Sloan. It came out 
last year. And I feel like this is kind of the movie that that should have been. But at the same time, Miss Sloan on its own merits, I found entertaining, again, mostly because of Chastain's performance. So again, if you like her, that's another one that you could pick up as well. So thank you for listening to the Should I Go See It podcast. Uh, make sure to subscribe and follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It. 